Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 119. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the family from the heart podcast my name is cliff ravenscraft i'm stephanie ravenscraft we are here each and every week to give you a little bit of uh inside glimpse into the lives of the ravenscraft household as scary as that might be from time to time we like to talk about family faith fun and entertainment and and overall misery from time to time <laughs> yeah i love there was a um i guess it was from the the plus member site uh-huh. when someone had joined as a plus member yes and it asked them some questions and in the little comment section um she said i love that they they share life the good the bad and the ugly <laughs> the good the bad and the ugly you get it all with the with <gasps> cliff right. and stephanie there, there's no sense in pretending like we're perfect because we're not not you know at all. I, if my um <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave in the chat room says, Steph's good, which is Cliff. That's funny. You're either bad or ugly. I can't tell you. No. Ah, okay. Gotcha. I, I, I can't answer either of those questions. That's funny because I did not get that joke until you had to explain it to me. The good, the bad, the <laughs> ugly. <laughs> well, thank you, Dave. I'm I'd flattered. Be, I'd be the ugly I'm one. I'm going to guess that I'm the bad one because not much good comes from me sometimes. That's how I feel anyway. No. Um, Come on now. What was... Uh, the? That's how I feel sometimes. That's, That's how, how you feel okay. sometimes. Okay. I, I Fair put enough. the disclaimer on there. That's, I gotcha. All right. Fair enough. Anyway, um, yeah. if my struggles and my failures can help somebody else, then why not put them out there? Because the Lord knows there are enough of them. Right. Richard in the UK says Cliff is both bad and ugly. <laughs> that's just mean. <laughs> now, I'm going to take it because he's a good friend, but yeah, that's just mean. I love it. Uh, it, it, you know, it's funny how having a relationship with somebody completely changes, changes the, the tone in which you read something. Right. Well, so, the little smiley icon kind well, of helps. Yeah, the smiley <laughs> icon helps. But uh, but uh, also the years of friendship right. and awesomeness that is Richard Emblem is, is also very cool as well. And uh, anyway, so we're here uh, and we have uh, things to talk about today, uh, which is great. We love things to talk about. In fact, um. We're going to read an email that is a very, um, it was initially sent in for full-time mom. It was. Stephanie decided that she would love to have Well, you know what happened was I read it and um, I read the email in its entirety. And at first I was just like, wow, that, um, that, that people trust me enough to, to ask me these things and to ask my advice on these things. And I'm not going to share the email in its entirety. Um, but I am going to share the major points and get, and get the story. So anyway, I, I was just overcome that, that, um, that I would be asked for, for advice, I guess, even still like five years later, yeah, <laughs> it still kind of catches me by surprise sometimes. And I prayed about it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I told her that I, I, I wrote this, this, woman back and and told her that you know I've been praying about this and um really the only thing I can come up with is that I can't talk about this alone um I have to share or it it has to be um 
with, with Cliff and to have a man's perspective on it also. I, I didn't feel like I could adequate, adequately express just um, advice with just one side of the story. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. And so if you want to know what we're talking about, that email is going to come up here in just a few moments um, in this show. However, uh, we do want to let you know we're going to give you a little bit of a review of How to Dra- Train Your Dragon, a movie that Stephanie and I saw. But before we do that, I want to immediately go and start a call off from Chrissy. Now, Chrissy, I want to let you know, is having a some surgery done on her mouth. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm not mistaken, if she might be the one. Is it a cleft palate? Is that what that's called? I, I get confused yeah. with several of the community members okay, that I interact with. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I'm not sure if she's the same person that has that particular issue. <laughs> anyway, she says, just a little feedback, little update. I'm having my final surgery to my mouth on July 27th, and my speech should return to normal after that. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayer- prayers. I think the recovery is going to suck. <laughs> so <laughs> we will certainly be praying for you. And here is Chrissy's feedback. Hi, Cliff. It's Guffrey. This is Chrissy from Long Island, and I hope you can understand my message. Um, but I just listened to your uh, family from the heart about going to Tennessee, and I was laughing and reminiscing because last September I went down to Knoxville and Pigeon Forge, so I know that route between the two cities well. And um, I actually went to the movies, probably in the same movie theater in downtown Knoxville, and I was the only person in the theater. And it was a great experience, even though the movie was only okay. Uh, so I just wanted to share that little story. Um, and thanks for the great show. Bye. That is totally That's awesome. Fantastic. It was so cute. I mean, the the square that we... I just... Thank you for reminding me of that, Chrissy. Exactly. And, and you know, what's amazing is that it, it's this shared experience, you know, our, that our paths... That we've crossed our, our paths crossed. have crossed yeah. in the past in, in even in a time you know in in time shifted ways obviously not at the same time but uh the fact that you know she knows exactly that stretch of highway she knows that yeah. theater and it's like you know she's from long island new york and yet it's like i know exactly what they're talking that's awesome. about that's pretty cool so chrissy thank you for calling in and just sharing that and uh and and is that really is that the only audio feedback that we have this week i don't know I, i'm just looking one more time it is so i just want to encourage the rest of our community to say hey you know i i know i let things get backed up for a couple of weeks and then we went back to back lots and lots of feedback but uh i played maybe too many of them in the last couple of shows so we've been us, playing a lot <laughs> please do me a favor give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline we need more feedback 859-795-4067 we'll give you the number again at the end of the show as long as i don't forget but uh anyway how to train your dragon it was a great movie i would say that for the family it was a great movie well yeah yeah i it mean was, it, it was a family movie it's a kiddie movie it's a family movie. It's obviously it's animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's about these Vikings mm-hmm. and um, their enemies who are the dragons. And all their life, these Vikings are trained to kill dragons because they are their enemies. Right. Until one day, this boy can't do it. And he's different. And I love my favorite things about the story are number one, that he was different from everyone else. Yeah. His entire community, he was different from. And um, several times they were like, 
well, you can do it if you just get rid of of this. And they're like, he's like, you just gestured toward all of me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and um, and so they. Well, really- there was one point. Where it's like it's like no, your your dad doesn't. He's not upset with you for your outward appearance. It's all the stuff inside, inside you that he hates. <laughs> right, and um. <laughs> You know, but but he was different and he struggled with that for a while. But the moment that he embraced it Mm -hmm. and just decided that he was going to be who he was, no matter what anyone else thought, I mean, that was a beautiful moment. See, Stephanie, you go into these movies and you look for the deeper, heavier meaning. You just saw the swords and the Vikings and the beards and the dragons, Let me tell you, no, let me tell you what happened, okay? Here's the situation. First and foremost... Do not go and get How to Train Your Dragon right after seeing The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Not a good idea. Because for the first 15 minutes of the movie, you are not going to get over the fact that you're hearing the, 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 the boy, the, the right. apprentice from The Sorcerer's Apprentice. All right, because that's all I could think. I had just seen The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I'm just seeing this man. Right. I'm not seeing this cartoon character. Okay. And I, I don't know if it's the same guy or not, but it was like it was like the first, like I said, the first fifteen minutes. I could not focus on the movie at all. It was the the man that was the apprentice on the Sorcerer's right. Apprentice okay, talking to Shrek. It was not Shrek. It, Shrek is Mike Myers. The are you talking about the dad? Yeah, his dad. Yeah, that was. Uh, well, I don't know if it was his dad. It, it uh, might have been his dad. It, it was somebody. Okay, but, but the, when the movie opened, I think it might have been his dad. His dad was Gerald. Gerard Butler, right. who was the Phantom and was in the Bounty Hunter, and well, he was done a Scottish accent, and I mean it. I mean it. It was dead on Shrek. I I swear it was it was the, 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 the this don't even it make was, sense to me. I know <laughs> here, but that's what I, I'm sitting there. I close okay, my eyes and I'm having a conversation between Shrek and the Apprentice from. It's like whatever. All right, and so, finally I did get over that. All right. Anyway, it was, it was, I enjoyed it for the reason that I already said, um, for the friendship that was built out of these two creatures who were so vastly different, but had a common goal. Yeah. And, um, I thought it was a beautiful story. Yeah. And I love that you didn't get that out no, of it. No, I, I mean, I, did I get some of that? Yeah, but was that my main focus? No, I was focused on the fact that it annoyed <laughs> me at first. But here's the thing I will say is that once I got over it and the fact that I, I it's like, okay, this is an animated movie. It's a kid's movie and, and stuff like that. It did get a lot of, it, it did get to where it was kind of fun. Right. I, it was very entertaining and it kept my interest from the beginning to end. I did not once. Well, well, minus the it, first fifteen. Minutes. Minus the first fifteen. No, well, it had my interest. It was just like <laughs> the the story didn't have my interest. Uh, but it, it it was a good movie. It was one that um, I have no qualms about the fact that we went out and saw it. Of course, we went and saw it at the cheap theater. It's one that I probably wouldn't have minded taking the entire family to the full. You know, mm-hmm. you know, spend an arm and a leg theater. It was originally in. 3D, mm-hmm. which would have been fun. Right. And I don't like 3D. <laughs> I would not have wanted to see it in 3D. No, I wouldn't have either. No. But uh, I will say this. If it's if you don't have a budget theater that's like $2.50 a ticket or whatever in your town that has this movie, as soon as it comes out on Netflix or you know Redbox or wherever you get your movies of choice, I would certainly suggest that this is something you want to sit down and watch with your kids. Right. It's good. Yep. Good movie. 
I enjoyed right. it. Very cool. And hey, um, we're going to go into this this email, and that, that's going to be okay. the direction that we go into. But before I do, I want to give a little update from our sponsor, Mardell.com slash GSPN. Fantastic. Um, did, I, did you see, did I forward the numbers to you? I, th- yes. I, I did do that, yes, right? Yes, you did. Yes. All right. So usually I ask um, Daryl, who, who manages our account with uh, Mardell, our sponsorship and everything, and helped secure all of that. Uh, thank you very much, Daryl, for that, by the way. I usually ask him to give me the monthly totals at the end of the month to let me know how things turned out. And, of course, you know, it, it's been a goal of mine that, you know, to, to increase the number of orders. Now, I also get to see the gross sales, and I don't share those numbers here. Um, it just, it's just not necessary, but, uh, I will tell you that in May we had hit a record, which was 89 orders. Right. All right. In, in May, uh, in, in June, uh, we had, it had actually, we had reached 86, which was still, I mean, it was the second highest month ever for the number of orders and it was, you know, it's, it's respectable. And, and so we, we thank you for that. Um, he sent me an email with a halfway point. All right, a right. halfway point. Now you'll remember two weeks ago that um, we mentioned that they had a twenty percent off education day sale. Yeah, and you could get ten percent off on top of that. Well, here's here's the deal: on that one day, mm-hmm. on that one single day, thirty nine orders using the promo code GSPN. That's really cool. Now I will tell you what: I see the num- the amount of gross sales. On that one single day is the highest gross sales that we've had even over a month. On that one day. We made more. Our, okay, we didn't make more. Our community spent more money in one day than they've ever spent in an entire month. That's really exciting. With just 39 orders. and uh, so, Which, by the way, these are educational. This is homeschool education materials. I mean, this is all kinds of stuff. Uh, so one of the things I feel really great about is that it was a huge win for our sponsor uh, and because they made a lot of sales. It's a huge win for our audience because they got 30% off. Right. And it's a huge win for us because it, it I mean, it's these kind of numbers that are going to continue, you know, our, you know, our renewal is going to come up and they're going to say, um, yeah, I think we'd like to renew that contract <laughs> again. So uh, here's the deal, though. That was just one day. Uh, now, at the halfway point, uh, remember the total number of orders. The 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 um, highest number we had ever had was eighty nine. By the way, eight eighty nine orders okay. was in May. That was right. the highest okay. number of orders. Okay. With for the month at the time he ran the report, we were already at eighty seven orders total. That's really cool. It is awesome, and <laughs> and you know I share that, and you know it's, it's like you know you have some podcasts out there, you have radio programs, and they talk about advertising and stuff like that. You you guys know this is a little bit different than just talking about Audible. We're talking about a relationship. We have a really great relationship with Mardell, and and it pleases me to no end. To and and I just want to say thank you gspn.tv community thank you family from the heart listeners for making this a successful win-win scenario for everybody involved and the only other thing i'll just say is that go to mardell.com slash gspn if you haven't done so already and check out um some of the products there and in fact if i if i'm going to mention a product uh i will just say blockus the it is the ravenscraft 
household family favorite game ever. Uh, and it's one of our featured products. If you go to mardell.com slash GSPN, get the game Blockus and have fun. All right. All right. So thank you, Mardell. Absolutely. All right, Stephanie, yes. let's get into this email. Okay. And uh, how do you want to set it up and read it? And well, we kind of already set it up. Yep. So I'll just I'll just repeat that it was originally sent to me for full-time mom. And um, after much prayer, I just I couldn't talk about it by myself. I, I really wanted um, to offer um, the man side of of the topic. And um, so so the topic that that she sent in was um, supporting a husband's passion. Wait, freeze one second. I apologize. I forgot to say, make sure that you use promo code GSPN in the shopping cart because <laughs> they're asking in the chat room. Yeah. Well, he asked if you can use it in the store. Oh, oh no, you oh. cannot use it in yeah, the store. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. But save yourself a trip out and do but, it online. Wait, but wait, no, here's what you do is you buy everything on the website and you have it delivered, I believe, for free to the, to store. the store. Okay. And I'm going to wait for Daryl to confirm that in the chat room real quick, but I'm almost positive this is the case. That you can actually have it delivered to the store for free. You buy it online and we should have a response in 10. Yes. Yep, that is true. Yes, that is true. So there you go. Very cool. All right. Thank you. That's awesome. I really apologize. Go ahead. That's okay. So anyway, the, the topic is um, supporting a husband's passion. And um, like I said, I'm not going to read the email in its entirety. Um, Let's call this person and- Susie. Susie. Because I'm going to have to have a name and, and I don't want to accidentally say her name. So Susie. You are so funny. Okay, so Susie, yes. <laughs> no. Um so she sent in an in an email. It's um I'm just gonna read highlights from it. That's just fine. to kind of give the overall. Okay? okay. Um so Susie, I love that you had to pick a name. Anyway, um We could say Matilda. It would, would, that is fantastic. Would Matilda be better? I don't know. Just go ahead. <laughs> anyway, um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on supporting a husband's passion when you don't fully agree with it. Um, she's been married for nearly five years, and um, they don't have any children yet, but she is pregnant. And um, so here is where it comes in, okay? About two years ago, her husband was introduced into um, cycling, into uh yeah, well, that's it. Cycling, and um, so he gets interested in this and um, wants to get a road bike. And um, she thinks that it's she at first she thinks it's great. It's something that they can can do together, and you know, so they can cycle together and stuff. And then um, over time, he starts to get encouraged to do races, and she says, and then there was no stopping him. And um, here is part of the problem. Part of the problem is that this hobby is expensive. Uh, We are trying so hard to get out of debt, especially before the baby comes. But every time he needs something new or and she puts once slash needs because every most needs and I use that in air quotes are just once Um, something new or has to do another race. I put up a fight because I do not agree with the money and the time he is spending on this, but he always wins because he is the keeper of our finances. My struggle now is that I am so worried that when the baby comes, he won't be willing to make the sacrifices necessary to be there for, for me and the baby. Okay. 
Yep. Following along? Yep. All right. I'm working 58 hours. I have to plan my hours around him to be sure that he has the vehicle to get to a group ride. After many tears and frustration, I finally talked to him yesterday and got him to agree to cutting back to one group ride during the week and one on the weekend. And he was doing two group rides a week and one every Saturday. So it was three times a week. Right. So um, she got him to cut back to one during the week and one on the weekend. Uh, But once a month, he'll skip the Saturday ride to go to yard sales with me. She wants to go to yard sales to look for baby stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he crashed in his second race after um, the person in front of him stopped randomly. Anyway, I absolutely hate the thought of him racing and always fear for the worst. Last night, I had an absolute hysterical panic attack when I decided to go with him to what he said was a training ride, but was actually a race. He won his first race, so I should be proud. But secretly, I wish he'd just do horribly so that he will stop wasting money on this and just spend more time with me. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And then um, she ends here by saying, I have so much respect for you supporting Cliff in what, to the normal person's eye, appeared to be an absurd dream. I heard all of the podcast, and I just have so much respect for how you handled everything, and look at him now. I want to be that supportive wife, but it's just so difficult when I don't fully agree with it. Okay? okay. Yeah. And then, um, since this, this email did come in a long time ago, I did respond back and asked her um, for a follow-up. And um, not much has changed, uh, except that he did um, he did crash, and that meant that he needed to replace a lot of his equipment. Um, like his gloves were torn, and um, a lot of his cycling gear was was damaged, and so he needed to he needed to replace that, which is more money out of there out of their finances. Right. And that's a concern for her. Um, He gets more excited about doing well in a race than he was to learn the gender of our baby. I sort of felt, I sort of felt like I know how he must feel when he does well with his cycling and I don't support him or show any excitement. I feel like he needs, okay. He needs that support from me just as much as I need support from him during this exciting time of my life that I have dreamed about since I was a child. And then she just gave me her permission to share this on Family from the Heart rather than full-time mom. Okay. So, what? All right. Okay. So, I I wrote down some notes here. Okay. Now, before I go through anything, I obviously, I want to... She came to you for advice first. She did. um, I have a question Okay. Because you have the benefit of reading the entire email, which you did not do. I read it to now, you. Right. I do remember that. It, okay. And it was several weeks ago. It was. So I, I do remember some of this. Mm-hmm. But the question I have, did she clarify in the full email of whether or not he wanted to actually turn this into an income producing career? No, it's career? just a hobby. So this is just a hobby. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's what she calls it in, in the email. All right. It's a hobby. Gotcha. All right, so so nowhere is there the mention of turning this into no. a career. Okay. And that is the vast difference. All right. Well, I will say this. Since we're not sharing the name of this particular right. person, uh, there is a four-letter word that has been t- written into the chat room. 
uh, with by a an, man, by a man by with a man. with an exclamation point, and that word starts with a J, and it has a it's followed by an E and an R and a K. Right now, I'm not necessarily going to go that route because um, personally, I think there's obviously other another side to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Well, let me say this, and then I want to ask Stephanie's thoughts first, because I definitely don't want to contaminate her thoughts. But the other thing I will say is that we are getting this from somebody who is pregnant, who has mm-hmm. hormones. She that, actually blames it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. certainly is going to affect she all sorts that. of ways that you think and feel about certain things. Yep. And I'm trust me, I'm not saying she's over exaggerating at all. Right. And it and and I would lean towards what this particular person in the chat room says is like, wow. <laughs> uh, and and by the way, uh, I can say that yeah, it sounds pretty jerkish and I will tell you that there were times that I was a total jerk with my hobby this with this thing called podcasting. Right. Big jerk. All right? So I I can say that and I can own up to it. So without me giving more than that, Stephanie, I want to know your initial thoughts and opinions okay. and feelings first. Well, my my first, um, like I said, my first initial thought when I got it was just wow that that I would be asked. But um, my first thought is that something has to change because it is not a team effort in this marriage anymore on this subject. Right on this subject. Is all I, I'm not judging their marriage in any way, shape, or form. Right. I'm only referring to the subject, but um, but I say something has to change. And the thing is, is that um, you know, another thing is that that she says in the email is that when people ask him what he's going to do about his cycling when the baby comes, he just says, "Oh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there." The baby's not here yet. I don't need to worry about that right now. Right. And I can get that from a man's perspective because um, being being the mom, being the one who was, from the moment I found out I was pregnant, completely consumed and, and concerned with growing this life and how this life was going to change my life once it was born, um, I get that, that that's... That's all she can think about, and she is trying to relate that into what he's choosing as his hobby. Right. Are you following along? Yep. Or are you following uh, no, the chat room? I'm. Bo- okay. I'm, I'm doing both. There's okay. only w- two messages, and they were easy enough to follow while you were talking. Okay. And um, so anyway, it, it's it's easy to to see how he can just say, "Oh well, I'll deal that with that when the baby comes," but she thinks he's being naive about that. Right. That having a baby isn't going to change his life at all. Right. And um, <laughs> honestly, from having three kids, I can say it probably won't. It probably won't what? Change his life very much. Okay. In I, the beginning. I, I will. I have some thoughts on that. Okay. But I, well, you wanted to not contaminate sure. my initial right. thoughts. Okay. Yeah. When we were pregnant with Megan... Um, and I use the word we, uh, I was pregnant with Megan, but you were expecting her just as much as I was. Hey, I had the sympathy growing pains in my belly area. You put on a few <laughs> hot fudge cake pounds for me. Yes, you did. I took it for the team, baby. <laughs> That's right. So, um, but I remember, you know, us talking about that and you were taking, you know, your, your online classes for, um, CBC Nazarene yeah. Bible college, NBC. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, and um, and so you know, we had this whole we had this whole plan worked out. You know, you were the night owl, so you were going to stay up late with the baby, and um, I was going to do the day, and yeah, and then the baby came, and you're like, I can't stay up anymore, and all of a sudden, the moment the the moment Megan was born, you were no longer a night owl. You needed to be in bed at nine thirty, and you know it was, it was like this instant change for you. So I did. I mean, in those first few weeks, yeah, probably in those first few months, I did all of the work. It, it did not change your life, except sometimes you had you know this cute little thing to cuddle. Right. That that's you know you didn't put in a not that you didn't do some of the baby work. Right. But you didn't put in as many hours as I did. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, but I, I get how, how this is, is all that she can think about. And it hurts my heart because this is her dream. Mm-hmm. And it's so much bigger than um, to her. And now I'm speaking from my own experience, not from her words. But um, the dream of having having children and she found out that she's having a girl, and so that changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that is bigger than a hobby. Yeah, you know. And um, so now to get straight down to it is that I had a new baby when you started this hobby. Yep. You know, and it was it was difficult. You took a lot of nights away. Um. I wasn't, while I was recording the Lost Podcast with you and Rachel, I still, during the daytime, I mean, we laughed a lot, but still during the daytime, wasn't completely sure that we should be spending our entire nights, you know, doing this stuff. That There, there were more valuable things that we could have been doing with our time. I think that, say that again, we were laughing and, and having some fun during the podcast, but at the time... You were skeptical of whether or not you should really even be supporting this hobby. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. During the daytime hours when I was alone and had, you know, the free time to think, which doesn't happen often with three kids, um, I I was I was consumed with the the fear that we were robbing our family of something because not only were you completely consumed like submerged in water consumed with this podcasting thing i was like enabling you and and i wasn't sure that that was the right thing to be doing and then we started you know then it wasn't just recording the lost show for four hours a night you know and then it became we were adding more shows and more shows and more time so that so much so that you were literally going to work from nine to seven you would come home and eat dinner and you would be consumed with this podcasting from like eight to three or four until it was time to go to work. work You know, it was, it was, um, your constant, it it was your constant, which is kind of funny because you know, it all started with lost, but, um, but I wasn't sure that I was doing the right thing by supporting you, but I knew as your wife, that it was my job to support you until I had sufficient reason to bring till I had sufficient reason to bring concerns to you. Exactly. And and that's and that's one of the things as a husband that I was very cautious of. And I said, you know, hey, you know, there were times when I did finally come to you and say, listen, am I spending way too much time on this? And I said yes. 
And you said yes. And I started to do things to curve that. And that's when it became the choice whether it was one or the other. Yep. That's when it became see when we started this wasn't this wasn't meant to be in the beginning. It it was never even a dream that this would be our full time occupation. It, it was never wasn't even dream. N- was not even a dream. I mean, at, at at the closest, it was a it was a little a fantasy, you know, a fantasy <laughs> that maybe maybe one day down the road, you know, after my parents retire and and maybe I you know make it rich and all this other stuff right. that maybe I'll just stop, won't need money and I could just do this right. And so you know, it wasn't that, but it came to a point where, um, you know, we had. Put in so much time, and I do say we. I'm, the time that you were putting in down here was time that I was, you know, going more gray upstairs. I straightened my hair today and realized that I'm like seriously past a coloring. I really need to color my hair. I look like you now. Oh, thanks a lot, there, babe. <laughs> Loving you too. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of funny though. Uh huh. Yeah. Will you forgive me? I, I that, do. That, that was you. a mean jab at you. That's fine. I, they do make hair color for men, though. I couldn't do your hair. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Um, that's my wisdom showing. But uh, that's what some people call it. <laughs> um, you were saying. While you were down here putting in the time, you know, um, responding to every email and which really is where the time started coming in, you oh. know, was when people started responding to what we were sharing and and then you were responding to every email that came in. And, um, something I still do today. I know. <laughs> right. So, um, but while you were down here putting in that time, I was upstairs putting in time with the kids and, you know, just running myself dead into the ground, trying to keep everything spinning. And then it became a time when, you know, we either had to give it up and move on or we had to find a bigger, a, a better balance. Or we had to find balance because there was no balance at the time. Still following me? Because yep. you're typing. So I don't I know typing. if you're following me or... They're yeah. asking if I need some kind of Grecian formula for my hair. I'm telling you. And I, and I just typed in the chat room. I just need to learn to relax and not stress so much or to stop aging. No, it did, Either yeah. one. Even if you calm down, you're, you're still going to go gray. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure of it. Okay, go ahead. I think you'll be all gray in like seven years. If oh, that. It, it won't take that long. Right, because Megan's going to be a teenager soon. <laughs> <laughs> Say bye-bye to the black hair, babe. I'm trying to learn how to breathe. Anyway, but, um, go ahead. And after Megan's a teenager, McKenna will be right behind her. <laughs> okay. <sighs> uh, Cliff's going to have heart attack. Um, it, it, it became a time when we had, we had to find a balance. And um, podcasting wasn't offering us a balance anymore. Um. That is when the true idea of doing this full time was first planted. Well, actually, in my be, mind, well, be well, right. But the idea first was, you know, it's like you know what the, this we weren't getting the balance, and I actually decided to quit podcasting for like a day. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> did you ever? I'm, I'm like no. thinking back over. Now, granted, I'm getting old in my memory. You know, there mm. there were three weeks when I like cut back to like one show a week. Okay, it was just I did my crazy life one show a week, and I did it for three weeks, and it was 
the most miserable. Was three. Lost not on then? Uh, I think, yeah, it was. Lost must on, have been. It okay. was uh, during a summer hiatus. Okay. And I, I think I pretty much had just, you know, huh. let it go. Yeah, and and I was going. That's when I decided I'm going to focus back on my career as an insurance agent. And, you know, I've got to get serious. Well, about that was bringing, the other thing is that it was also starting to cut into. Oh, it had already cut into. You, you know, well, and that's what I'm saying. It, it was cutting into your effectiveness and your um my salary remained the same but i cut out about two thousand dollars a month net income of commission because he wasn't selling because he was answering those emails from all you fantastic people that we now it was costing me twenty four thousand dollars a year completely invest in because we made that choice yeah but um my my advice to Matilda, is that what you call it? Matilda, <laughs> Susie, you know. I had to catch myself because I totally almost said her name. Um, my advice is that you seriously need to have a heart-to-heart with your husband. Yeah. And, I mean, in a very, um, which is going to be hard to do because she's pregnant, so maybe after the baby comes, in a very rational way. Yeah. Wait, hormones are worse after the baby gets here. Mm. Mm. Sorry if that upsets you. Uh, I don't mean to. <laughs> but they're a little more so when, you know, when you're hormonal and you haven't got any sleep. Um, but they need to have a serious heart-to-heart. And I would even suggest sitting down with an outside party. Yeah. And um, because, I mean, obviously we don't have his side of the story here. Right. But, um, but to me, it sounds like it is a very um, selfish hobby. That is not only taking time, but is also taking finances that they don't really have to be putting toward it. And that was the other big thing. That was the other big difference is that podcasting never took out of our personal finances. Right. In the beginning. Never. Well, it well, took it, out of our personal when finances fr- when we like decided that this is what we we're going to do. It did, yeah. <laughs> when, when we went full time, it did. Well, actually, it did. I mean, it, it, it literally did when you but consider when you lost... When you consider the fact that I started losing my commissions because I stopped selling. Well, okay. Well, then I can't say that it did. It did. But well, you never took out of our checking account to right. buy equipment or, you know, um, when you needed new headphones or yeah. you were ready for that, you know, fancy new microphone. Or when you finally decided to get me my own fancy new microphone, you know, it was, um, which took a lot longer than it should have, <laughs> by the way. I know. I <laughs> Just know. want to point that out. But, um, but you know, you never went to our personal checking account when it was time for those things. Right. You always saved the money that the hobby you know, paid for itself. The hobby paid for itself. Yes. yes. So cool. once to race for money, I would support it. But <laughs> I don't know the racing and the getting hurt that that would scare me too. All right, it would. So what do you need me to come in and talk about this for? It sounds like you got it all under control there. I don't know. Maybe I just needed the one. I'm, I do have a lot of thoughts to share. Well, go ahead. But I want to make sure that you're finished. I think I'm finished. Okay. And you can add on more to the things that I share if you'd like. Okay. So, so I think, I think you handled that beautifully and perfectly, actually. Uh, I think we maybe have something in life. Maybe we could do start doing like a couples counseling deal. And, and, uh, I know you, you said you'd want to find a way to help bring in an income, you know, I'm just kidding. I'm flawed. No, duh. Seriously? I, you know, (laughs) thanks for that, babe. I I mean, (laughs) aren't we all? Well, we are, but, you know, I don't know. No. It's like we're 15 years into our flaws. I mean, it's 
well, almost 15. It, we're, we're, dude, we're going to have our 14th anniversary this. Oh, I thought it was, we're going to be married 15 years. <laughs> Feels like it, but no, <laughs> we've been together for 15 years, but That's we have not been is. married for 15 years. All right. Well, anyway, we've got some experience. Yeah. I've got gray hair. Mm, me too. Look. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. All right. So you ready for some of my thoughts? I am. All right. First and foremost, the when I first hear the email, I think much like another person in the chat room, and I just think, man, what a jerk. All right. That that's the first thing I think. But I want to. I just want to say I want to give a couple things, uh, and and I want to give the husband, Matilda or Susie's husband, <laughs> the benefit of the doubt. Let's call him John. I don't know what his she name is. She thinks his name is John. That's a song. All anyway, right. Go ahead. So, so first and foremost, let, let me talk about the baby for just a second. Because mm-hmm. this is a whole different issue. It is. All right. And, and it could be anything other than cycling and hobby and whatever the case may be. I want to just say, and, and, and you guys feel free to call in and leave us your feedback on a voicemail feedback hotline and we'll play it in future shows and stuff like that. But here's the deal. Before my first child was brought into the physical space where I live, meaning that it exited my wife's protective body armor. All right? So it, when it, when the baby was in the oven, conceptually in my mind, I understood that I was, I was a father and that I was going to have a child. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dave says, ew. I know. But I will tell you this. Conceptually, I understood that there was a baby coming, but I'll be honest with you. The idea of having a son or a daughter was foreign to me. I had no idea. I will tell you, I was freaked out for the most part, but at the same time, I will tell you what, as much as I was freaked out and I was thinking about it, it was not real. My, I, it, 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 you inside your belly kicking and all this other stuff. And it, for me, not real, Mm -hmm. not real. In my mind, I could not grasp the concept that I would have a, an offspring. I mean, I I could not grasp. It it was just, it was, it was, it was, it was almost like a pipe dream of having, Ooh, I couldn't imagine that I would actually do podcasting full time until I, if, until the day came, until the day came when you actually had to do it. Exactly. So all those months you were pregnant, no clue. It's like it, 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 my my life was almost unfazed with the exception of just being fearful of what it might possibly be like to be a father. But again, in my mind, it, it just seems so far from reality that. And isn't that isn't that what I said? <clears throat> was that like it's changing her body and it, it is it's consuming her everything. her everything. And and for you, it it wasn't real yet. It, I did not feel like a father. I did not even realize what it meant to have a child until the delivery. Mm-hmm. When I actually saw my daughter come into this world and, oh, my gosh, I cut the umbilical cord. It, it changed. It was real. It was real. Mm-hmm. It was real. And I want to tell you something. I, I Stephanie can tell you that, yeah, I was going to Nazarene Bible College. Yes, I didn't stay up all night long and all this other stuff. But I'll tell you what, I became a father that mm-hmm. day. I became a dad that day. At that moment in my life, and, and, and I will tell you, you, you may have heard it before in Family from the Heart just barely. It's been certainly been shared in the old Pursuing a Balanced Life slash the old, old My Crazy, my crazy life, life episodes. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you what. 
for the uh, my daughter Megan became the number one single focus of my life at that very minute. I will tell you. That's another problem in marriage too. Yes. Just wanted to say. It, Go ahead. <laughs> I, I will. But I will tell you what. I She consumed me. Mm-hmm. She consumed me. And I want to tell you, the day before she was born, she was just gassed to my wife. You know, you know, she was just like heart or not gas, heartburn. heartburn. You know, my, my, my daughter was this inconvenient thing inside my wife's belly, giving my I wife heartburn. Water. I could not drink water without getting heartburn. For, but after oh, was she was miserable. born, it radically changed my time, my life. Now, did I, was I tired and exhausted and stuff like that? Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Here's the situation. I remember leaving the hospital uh, to go home and get some things, and I couldn't imagine leaving my daughter and my wife alone at the hospital. Um, <laughs> hold, hold on. Go ahead. I, you know, when we left the hospital, I remember, you know, actually they said we can take our daughter home, and I'm like, <laughs> I remember that. seriously, like, seriously, we get to leave with her, and then we got in the car, and of course the the nurse, you know, has to wheel me down in the in the wheelchair and you're carrying the um the car seat with with megan in it and you would get in the car and you're like i better hurry i i need to drive away fast before they come and take her away i did i felt like oh my gosh they're they're gonna come take her back let's right. get out of here right we can't stick around and so i mean it's just like i thought i had just you won the lottery only so much better right this was the coolest and, and i remember being consumed i mean she would spit up and and I remember thinking she oh was about goodness. ready to die. I'm pretty sure that you called the hospital so I, many times. I, thinking- <laughs> and it's like, he, the, here's the deal. The two weeks after my, the, the from the time she was born in the first two weeks, it was like she. Everything cons- she does was. Yeah, it was. I was. It was her. She was my world. The, you know, two hours before she was born. I'm like, seriously, you haven't had this baby yet. I mean, what, I mean, it's like, is there anything on TV? I mean, it's, I mean, it's like, man, does it have to be tonight? I mean, we could go, we could go to, we could go to uh, baby number three where he blogged all day <laughs> and played poker and online. Played poker online. So, uh, but anyway, what I remember I, your frustration at trying to get internet access at the hospital yes. <laughs> so that you could play poker online. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Well, anyway, here's the situation. I want to, I want to just say in your husband's defense, your child is it, it, it's not it may, real yet. It may be possible that it's just not real to him yeah. yet. It's just not, you know, buying all the stuff. Matter of fact, in fact, uh, especially if you're in debt, you know, gosh, going and buying stuff for this thing that's not real. It's like, man, what am we? It's like, do we really need that crib? I mean, can we get by with this crib? I mean, it, it, I mean, it, 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 in in his mind, it might possibly be that this baby is not real. Mm-hmm. And I pray for you. I pray for you that your husband will have the same radical change in his heart and his mind when he, when when your daughter comes. I pray that it's slightly different. Okay. And that you're still his number 1, but she will become his number 2. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Which again is a whole different marital that's a whole, problem. That's a whole different marital problem one we'll cover in another episode somewhere else. Which we've covered in the past, right. but what episode number? Who knows? <laughs> Thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> okay, so here's some other things. So, so that's the whole baby thing. I just yeah. wanted to talk about the baby thing right. because if it was the baby, th- it's like listen, anything's going to keep me 
anything that can take my mind off the fact that, man, I've got this huge, gigantic burden of I don't know what in the world I'm going to do mm-hmm. as a father. You know, it, it, it's not real. And all I know is my life's about ready to turn upside down right. and I'm scared to death. And I'll do anything to get my mind off of it. That's how I was before I had my first daughter or fir- first child at all. So anyway, um, now well, even when you had your second and third children yeah i was still you, freaked you, out about them as well like, and they still weren't real McKenna, until they were born well, i think the funny thing is with, like with mckenna because mckenna wasn't planned mm-hmm. um the other two we decided we wanted to have a baby and you know um we had a baby mm-hmm. and um but mckenna we we were we thought we were done having babies and um so i told you that i was pregnant and because I had waited so long to like admit to myself that I was pregnant, I was very pregnant by the time I actually took a pregnancy set test and confirmed it. And, you know, the little line turned red. There was no pink. It's like, lady, come on. And um, so I tell you that I'm pregnant. And like two weeks later, I have to start wearing maternity clothes. And you're and I remember you looking at me like you're you're wearing maternity clothes and you're um you know, want to talk about names. And I'm just thinking my wife's pregnant again. <laughs> you know, It was still kind of like sinking in for you, yep. but my body was already changing and it was already consuming everything about my life. And so it, it's funny how you shared all that, but it was, it was the same even, you know, three right. kids later. Shelly in our chat room says, I found some letters from my, uh, uh, my mom and dad wrote when they were, when they were pregnant with me. Awesome. And she says, I was pleasantly surprised to find out that my dad was stoked. Now, um, here's the thing. I did write some journals mm-hmm. when Megan was, when you were pregnant with Megan. And if I can think, I think I might have them I upstairs. I think you still have them. I, that mm-hmm. was not one that was lost. So journal from when Megan was born or it was let's see here journal from when megan or before megan let's see from before megan was born okay so that's the baby side of it so all right so that's the baby side but i want to talk about the other the, the other stuff here uh first and foremost she says she doesn't agree she doesn't fully agree with this with this hobby and she's she's so she she feels like Man, I look at Stephanie. She's so supportive of Cliff and his hobby. There, first of all, there there are a couple of things that I will tell you that helped Stephanie to be a little bit more supportive, and that is by the time that we had started to uh, podcast as I had started podcasting as a hobby, we were almost debt free. Mm-hmm. We weren't quite debt free. Episode sixty seven we did of My Crazy Life, which is now pursuing a balanced life. We uh, started in December. We were debt free in February or March. Yeah, so it was a couple months into podcasting as a hobby. We had been become debt free minus our mortgage. All right. <clears throat> so you mentioned in here that you have debt. So obviously, you know, money being a huge factor here. Obviously, how can you support a costly financial hobby when you're trying to pay down debt? The other thing that I will say is um, uh, the fact that you know my hobby was paying for itself. Stephanie kind of made made that. Uh, and not only was my hobby not costing us money, uh, my hobby was making us money. It, I mean, there was one point where as a hobby, I was bringing in $2,000 a month, which was enough to actually, uh, which was enough to pay for the difference in what I had lost from my um, my commissions as an insurance agent. 
So it, it got to the place where my income. So if you think of Stephanie uh, supporting this, understand that you know there wasn't the 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 noose around my neck in in this. Uh, what do you call that thing? The the anvil or the the weight the chain. The there, cha- Right. Anyway, the ball and chain anchor, of debt. The, yeah, yes. the anchor. I wasn't being weighed down by an anchor of debt anymore, and there was some income coming in. So obviously, you have to ask yourself, why do I not fully agree, agree with this hobby? Money is definitely one of your issues. Time is another issue that you're concerned about, and you're also concerned about his harm. Now, I will tell you that I, I really believe that God has done an amazing thing by allowing husband and wife to come together and be one. And I think that major decisions and even minor decisions, such as hobbies and stuff like that, I think God gives us both our, you know, as a husband, I believe I have my own uh, ways of thinking about things, my own self-justifications, my own ideas of why something is a good idea or a bad idea. And Stephanie oftentimes has the opposite end of the perspective of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what we do is I find that God really helps us when we come together as a husband and wife to discern what's the best decision for our family. And, and ultimately in our home, uh, and Stephanie will share, I think openly with you that ultimately she allows me to make that final decision after she's been heard. And sometimes she agrees or disagrees with that mm-hmm. decision. But for the most part, I try to make decisions that we both agree upon. And it, it's a very difficult thing for me. But as a husband, there are times when I have to actually say, well, you know what? Gosh, Stephanie, sure, I, I have some good points here. And, oh, I have the ability to convince her otherwise, but she's right, and I need to go with what she says. And I will tell you, there are times when I knew that, and I chose not to, and I made the other decision, and by golly, that's why it took so, so long <laughs> like to get out of debt. Like how it was going to save us money to buy a new car. Yes, I know. <laughs> that's my favorite go-to. I mean, that was just classic. I know. That was classic. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what I would say is that if there are reasons you don't fully agree with this, please don't just point to your pregnancy and hormones. Right. There probably are some other things, and it's not just the baby growing inside you and you feeling a little funny. You do have an issue of money. You do have an issue of time, and you also have a fear a for concern, your husband's right. physical well-being. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh, so, so now, are all of those reasons why you should tell him to stop his hobby? I'm not saying that at all. But what I am telling you is that I'm looking at a minimum of three reasons why you have a valid reason for feeling the way you do. And it has nothing to do with your child. Right. Although the child is a fourth one. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, let's see here. Uh, Cycling, road races. One of the things that she she said that concerned me, and and I don't know if she actually outright said he lied, but that's the way I read it. And this is where the word jerk comes in. It is the way that it, I read it the way that it was written. And it says he, and, and I'm not sure, did she actually say lied? But, she uh, didn't say. Because I wrote lied. <laughs> but, but anyway, basically he, he invited me to come out to a training ride, which was actually really, it was a race. And he was so excited, but I just couldn't get excited for him. That's kind of what I remember hearing. Yeah, that, I mean, she didn't actually use the word "lied." You wrote that in on your on your own, but um, but yeah, he said that they were going to a training ride and it was a race. All right, now here's the situation. That's dishonest. Exactly. Now, in his mind, if he were to retell the story, do you think he would say it as a lie? Not just trying to cover for himself, but this could be taken out of out of context as well. Again, we're hearing it from 
her perspective here and, and, and how she feels about the hobby overall and with these feelings, she could be telling the story and she may not have understood what he was saying. And, and, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm not going to say he's lying, but you know, and of course, you know, Susie or Matilda or whatever, you know whether or not it was a lie. Right. If it was an outright lie and Call you actually and you called him out on it and he knows it's a lie, then there is no question. Do not pass go or do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Go immediately and grab yourself some marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that this is this is a much deeper issue than bicycling. Right. All right. And it's a much deeper issue than than debt. It is, it is, it is, this is a real issue. When a husband lies to a wife to be able to, to get things to happen, I want to, I want to say, I don't believe that that's the case. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that that's not what happened. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, the big thing here is the trying to get out of debt and having an expensive hobby that doesn't pay for itself. <sighs> I have a tough time with that one. It, it it kind of when I first read it, my first thought was, "Are you both trying to get out of debt?" That's the other one. You know, um, it it sounds like the getting out of debt is um, very one sided. Yeah, or um, you know, and, and and I I had struggles with this. You know, we were trying to get out of debt, and boy, I I certainly still wanted the new technology and stuff like that. <clears throat> you got to understand, a husband has sometimes a a husband has an issue with these things, but the the, the fact is, is it's still an issue. And I think that that probably, you know, is, is something to work through. And I would, I don't know what you guys are doing to try to get out of debt. But if you don't have a plan, I certainly want to tell you to go to DaveRamsey.com. That's R-A-M-S-E-Y.com. And see if you can't both get on the same page there. Um, and, and you're saying you're worried about the fact that he won't make sacrifices Boy, that seems like a conversation that you certainly should have with him. Absolutely. You know, I would certainly say, you know, I this is and and you know, there are some books out there that talk about communication. It's like, listen, it's not like you just don't care about me. You just don't want to make sacrifice. It's listen, I this is the way I feel. You know, when you go away, I feel this way. I'm not saying this is what you're trying to do to me, but this is the way I feel. Right. What you're you're looking at me funny. (laughs) Well, you called you called her Susie or Matilda, uh-huh. and so now they're entering names uh-huh. into the the chat room to uh-huh. like try to get our attention. Right. Well, they have mine. I'm just trying to right. you know listen to you. But um, uh, Pablina, P A B L I N A. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, the other the other thing here is she says I'm working 58 hours and she's pregnant. That's a lot. And that's about what I was working when I was. Yeah. with Megan. And so, I mean, this, this makes, you know, the one, the one thing that so I can she's say, hormonal, she's hormonal, she, she's, she's concerned working. and she's exhausted. Exactly. And, 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 and it makes every sense for her to have this email the way it is. But I will say that again, I am going to give her husband the benefit of the doubt, especially when it, you know, you, you hear things like, you know, Hey, once a month, he says, listen, once a month, you know, the, the group that I'm a part and I'm just, I'm mm-hmm. reading into this. But the group that I'm a part of, we meet once a month. This is a commitment that I've made. And this is this is something that I really do. But once a month, I've told him, I say, listen, I know where I'm, I committed to this group. And you, we ride every weekend, on every Saturday. But I'll tell you what, once a month, I told my wife, no, I'm not going on this ride but with I you. But I don't know if he's held up on that. Well, we don't know. Cause, no, and, and I don't know. But um, I'm going to assume that, that he is going... I mean, because I got the impression from what you read. But I agree with you. you. If he committed to the group, you know, it, it's... And 
that if he is given up one ride a month, then that is a sacrifice that he has made. Exactly. But um, being concerned, hormonal, and exhausted, sometimes that small sacrifice can go overlooked. And I'm just saying that if he has overlooked, if he has given up a ride a month and he has been going shopping for this unreal baby, <laughs> spending money that he doesn't the have. The baby's very real. <laughs> but you, in the context of everything right. I've shared, if he has given up one ride a month to go yard sailing with you, I want to say that you may actually go ahead and pass go, and you can probably go ahead and collect your $200 and sit down and have some real conversations about this, yeah. and you may not necessarily need to go straight to marriage counseling. So I don't know if this has been helpful to you, but those are my thoughts. I hope so. And I want to say that as far as the safety issue... By golly, if you let him walk out the door, there's every single day he drives down a highway at 50, 65 miles per hour. See, I just pass, lost my husband in the basement. And pass, <laughs> he passes people who are traveling in the opposite direction at 50 to 65 miles per hour, less than a foot away from his car. Right. Okay? Waking up in the morning. All right. It is, it is dangerous stuff. Right. It's a dangerous world we live in. And of course, there comes a point in time where obviously some hobbies are a little bit more dangerous than that. If he was skydiving, eh. but <laughs> bicycling, I don't know. I mean, look at the statistics. How many people die? In, Maybe in you bicycling? should look at the statistics before. You yeah. Well, I'm just saying, don't why don't you yeah. look? You know, look at how many people die bicycle racing as compared to other hobbies. You know, um, you know, you know, would you feel more comfortable with your husband going golfing? And, you know, it's similarly expensive hobby, but quote unquote safer. How many people die on a golf course uh, of heat stroke and or lightning strike? I mean, you know, there are a lot of things. So I'm I'm just going to say I'm not telling you not to fear for your husband's life. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, man, living our lives in fear can can really rob us of a lot of joys and, and pleasures in life. And I'm not saying that that's what you're doing. But understand, uh, you know, he could have a hobby of, of race car driving. So <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Do, do you <laughs> Way think to make her feel better. <laughs> I know. Do, we ha- do you think we've helped at all? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, you know what? I have complete faith that she'll send me an email and let me know if we helped her at all. I think so as well. Hey, folks, we love you guys. And we want to say thank you for subscribing to Family from the Heart. We want to say thank you to Mardell.com. Head over to Mardell.com slash GSPN and go buy some products. Uh, we love you guys and thank you so much for what you've done in the sales for them this month. It is just, it is amazing. Can I read this? Yeah, go ahead. 716 bicyclists died on U.S. roads in 2008. Uh, 698 in 2007, 1,003 in 1975. So it's actually less today than it has been in the past. Yep. All right. Anyway, God bless you all. We, we love you. We'll be back again next week. Until next time, we encourage you to join the community. I know, but yeah. I just want to no, say, but call the phone number 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067.